Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, welcome to this edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. Uh, got a great, awesome show for you this week. Hope everybody's enjoying the holiday and then enjoying their Christmas. And uh, uh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a massive, massive Christmas fan. So uh, I always tend to overdo it, as always. And this year is certainly no different. Uh, golly, been to so many concerts and, and stuff and just kind of preparing for the for, for the holiday and just been enjoying. I like to do something like every single day, like literally. I've I've seen Amy Grant and uh, to Brian Setzer to um, we saw How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical, and just trying to enjoy each and every single day. Now, uh, got a great show for you with a lot, a lot of great guests. Probably one of the biggest and best shows uh, we've, we've ever had. Um, joining us this week is adult industry legend, icon. Eva Lobia. Uh, and the whole show is going to be co-hosted by one of our favorites, uh, co-host Little Jay Sinclair out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. She's a, a superstar uh, burlesque and performance artist, and we're going to have so much fun. Uh, like I said, Eva is a legend in the adult industry and is doing so much stuff in and out of the industry, and she's just such an amazing person. Um, before we get to all the fun, I do need to address something um, very important, of course. And what is it? This original episode was supposed to be this, so let me disclaim this. Because again, we're still going to have a lot of fun, and I'm so excited to bring you Eva Lovia, but I need to address something. This was originally supposed to be a preview for the upcoming AVN Awards and Expo happening in January 2018. As your listeners know that I've attended the last three years, it's always a great time, it's super fun. Uh, not, not our normal... Um, uh, topic, but it's something that we have, have uh, enjoyed including and look forward to every single year and uh, in, in, in all-inclusive in a sense. Uh, but the show was supposed to air uh, literally the day after a tragedy has hit that industry um, with uh, when the news came to light about um, the former August Ames. Um, August unfortunately chose to take her own life, and uh, we thought it would be incredibly insensitive, of course, to air a uh, show, uh, you know, being all super excited about the Avian Awards where she was also nominated for Performer of the Year, which is the, the highest honor you, you can think of. Now, those of you out there that may not be familiar with it or maybe naysayers, this is a business. And uh, so you think, ah, oh, award, award for what? Like, uh, let me tell you something. These people work very, very hard, just like any, any other trade or industry. And uh, they should be awarded for the work that they put in and the work that they maintain. Uh, so also, I, what I wanted, the reason why I need to mention this was because in the interim, there has been a little bit of uh, discord or separation in the industry regarding uh, some bullying um, that August suffered that ended up, you know, contributing to her decision because she'd already was, you know, was suffering from depression and and, and a lot of lot of lot of different things and this uh, some things might might have pushed her over the edge and so. Eva has has made it clear that that she may or uh, probably will not be attending any of the awards. Specifically, she was discussing the XBiz Awards. Now, again, this was for our Avian preview. Um, I I don't know what 100% her stance on 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 for Avian, but she makes a very 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 loud and a very clear and a very valid point to which we completely support her 
is that she has chosen to not to attend the awards until um, what she feels is some overdue changes need to be made in the industry. So we're, um, we want to honor the, the, the legacy and the memory of, of August Ames. Anybody that knows me knows that I would never hand you any sort of cliche thoughts and prayers nonsense. Um, I am so very sorry for this tragedy and so sorry for the loss. Um, I wanted to make something public and use my voice and my format that if anybody out there that is listening that is suffering from depression or is considering doing something drastic and final and horrible, please seek help. Uh, there are worldwide suicide prevention uh, hotlines. Uh, if you go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org, uh, there's a number. Uh, it's 1-800-273-8255. Let me say it again. 1-800-273-8255. That's available worldwide. Um, there's a lot to, of also international because this show is worldwide. Please, if you are just feeling down, feeling upset, uh, if social media is getting to you, especially around this time of the year, I know some people kind of get down and stuff. Just turn, just shut it off. Just turn off your social media. You know, I think in this case, if you know, um, if you know, if you could just kind of take a break from it. I mean, all the toxicity that's out there with the politics and, you know, it's a crazy time right now. We, we, we all kind of feel kind of divided. So let, let's, let's come together, you know, let's help each other. And I know that's what Eva uh, is using her platform to do. And I want to, to uh, equal that as much as I can and, and show that solidarity to, to her and all her efforts. Um, so again, if you are feeling uh, down, please, please seek help uh, immediately. There's no shame in it. It's all completely anonymous. And, uh, and I hope that you'll you'll feel better uh, just by knowing that there's hope out there. So, uh, without any further ado, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to get we're going to get little Jace Sinclair. Uh, she is so awesome and just such a a force of nature of positivity and fun and awesomeness. And if you guys remember our Lords of Acid episode, she was the co-host for that. So I couldn't uh, wait to have her back on, and I thought this would be the perfect. Uh, opportunity to do so. Uh, we wanted to recognize a few things is that uh, this week is, even though it's Christmas time, it's the 35th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is, uh, you know, the, the greatest selling album of all time, one of my favorite albums of all time, probably most of my memories. Uh, the soundtrack, it's just, it's just phenomenal. Think what you want about Michael Jackson, uh, and, and, you know, and everything else, but uh, one thing that cannot be denied is that uh, he released the greatest album of all time, and it turns 35 this week, and so we wanted to acknowledge that, and so we want to take a quick little break here. I wanted to bring you my favorite song from that album. This is one to be starting something, and we'll be right
back to the show is uh, burlesque, superstar, performance artist, name it, whatever, just insert the word <laughs> awesome next to it. All of uh, the things. Yes, happy to bring back little Jay Sinclair. Jay, Hi. how are you? I'm doing mighty fine. I'm shiny, Captain. Yeah. You don't like plenty of... You know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, of course, a major tragedy has, has hit the hospital industry uh, with the tragedy that happened with August Ames, um, you know, which has kind of divided the industry as well um, because there was like some bullying going on and, and this sort of thing that she kind of eventually succumbed to. Again, we've decided to, to proceed with the episode in the sense that because we want to uh, bring Eva Lovia, of course, we want to bring, uh, we want to honor the life and legacy of, of August Ames. And, you know, still vote. Uh, like I said, you know, I mean, these, these people still deserve to be recognized um, regardless of, of, of what's going on. I, I do think that some changes need to be made. I'm glad to, I'm glad to see the stance that, that Eva uh, is making uh, to kind of stand up and kind of use her voice uh, to do so. To do like camming or porn or anything like that. And I'm like, yes, girl, get it. And I've done like I've done makeup for uh, a friend of mine who is a porn star um, for her shoots, and it's been a grand old time. So I it drives me nuts that we kind of have like in society that we have that kind of competition. I I am not a competitive person. I used to play roller derby, and I was not competitive then. I'm not now because <laughs> like at, like at the end, what are we competing for? Like why can't yeah why. Why can't we all be badass and amazing at what we do? And just because someone is awesome at what they do in their work doesn't discredit what I do or what someone else does. We're just awesome and different in our own way. And see, that that is why you will always have an open invite on this show. It's, it's oh, yay. Thank you. Industry in that capacity, anything you've ever considered? Uh, no, it's just not for me. I I found my work. I'm happy with it. it. Like, it I'm good at it. It makes me happy. It makes other people happy. I'm I like. It. Uh, but are you are you a fan of porn? Do you, do you watch porn? Um, I. <laughs> Speaking of butt goals, um, I'm <laughs> so happy to announce coming up next is one of the biggest superstars in the entire game, the entire industry. Uh, is Eva Lobia. It's not a coincidence. Oh, yes. Speaking of a gorgeous body. Yeah, her... And super cool chick. Yeah, her butt. Uh, uh, I'll let you say it. It's, I won't say it. It's unstoppable. It, like, that <laughs> that ass does not quit. It does not. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, and Eva Lobia, there's a reason why her website is called fallandlobia.com because... Because you literally do. You really yes. do. <laughs> All right, you guys. And coming up next on Tricky Kid Radio, we have a multi-AVN 2018 nominee, including Performer of the Year and December's Penthouse Pet of the Month, Adult Industry Superstar, the one and only, the ever so gorgeous Eva Lobia. Thank you for having me. So again, so you told me you're you're calling from from North Carolina, and so do you? How, how does that work? Do you just make like regular trips out to California for whenever you're shooting and things like that? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always lived on the East Coast, so since I've started, which is like probably five or six years ago, I just kind of plan like two weeks for every month, and then I'll either do Miami or L.A. and knock out a bunch of shoots and then go home. Uh, so, so that's perfect. So you're not having to like constantly have the grind going, right? No, it's definitely good to have like that separation and not be like sucked into into the industry too much. You know what I mean? It kind of keeps you grounded. So it's good to have like your real life and then you know your alter ego's life. <laughs> right, for sure. You know, I always kind of feel that way whenever I'm in Vegas or somewhere. I'm always like, I enjoy this, but I'm <laughs> I couldn't do this all the time. You know? Right, uh, yeah. Well, of course, so we're, so we're doing our preview uh, for the upcoming AVN Awards. And, again, uh, my gosh, you're on fire right now. You have been nominated for literally every uh, award, including also the upcoming X-Biz Awards, and you've been nominated for Performer of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting, especially because there's so many girls in the industry. So if you're in, like, that small category um, and you're – already considered, you know, one of the top performers just by being nominated. So that's really cool. Fantastic. So whenever whenever you got started now, so you actually, okay, so the kind of the path that you took was uh, something a little bit different because, you know, you know, you know, some kind of start out and, you know, maybe doing some, some of the smaller studios uh, and then kind of working their way up. I mean, you were able to just kind of just jump right on in. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, for me, I was I was pretty fortunate in that regard because I have seen the flip side of the industry. So um, I think the difference is how you get started. So for me, I actively sought it out. So, I mean, the first two companies I reached out to were Reality Kings and Digital Playground. Um, and I started only as Girl Girl, so that kind of, like, narrowed it down to Reality Kings just because Digital at the time wasn't really shooting any of that. Right. So I was fortunate enough that they saw my photos. We did, like, a quick call um, just to, like, you know, make sure I wasn't crazy, I think, before they spent the money <laughs> to fly me down. Uh, but I went down there for, like, a week, and we did a whole bunch of girl-girl shoots. I went back, and then ever since I've been in the industry. So I think because I reached out to two companies that I personally admired, um, that kind of saved me from having to work with smaller, more sketchy studios. Right. Because I know a lot of girls, you know, they, they'll see an ad online and they don't know who's flying them where, and then they end up doing some crazy shit in a basement, and they're like, how did I get here? Um, <laughs> right. I was, I was really, really lucky. Well, at the same time, though, you know, uh, less luck was the fact, obviously, is that, you know, you understand that this is a business uh, is just as much as, as the entertainment. And making those good choices uh, obviously has contributed to another reason why you've been so successful. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I think a lot more women need to kind of take their careers into their hands and treat it as such. I think the main issue is a lot of girls get in very young, so they don't have a lot of real-world experience and they kind of think it's just, you know, party and fun and it's not, you know, a living, breathing brand. So I think that's kind of where they go astray or why they don't turn it into an actual career and some girls will be in in and out in six months and what was the point, you know what I mean? Right, for um, sure. Yeah, so I kind of I got into the industry with, like, a very, like, solid plan of attack and I kind of haven't strayed too far from it, so I think that's helped a lot. Well, I think it's also, and it's kind of like what you said too, is that you know once they kind of get this gig, they're not they're not asking too many questions just because 
they kind of have that maybe like don't rock the boat mentality, which you really can't do in this industry or even in any industry, really. You know, you really have to, you know, protect yourself. But I think also, have you noticed that your popularity is so off the charts? And I think it's because not only is it fair to say that you're one of the most unique performers the industry has ever seen? I hear that a lot, and it's, like, very humbling. Um, I don't, I guess it depends on, like, what way you're assessing it. Like, I, some people, you know, they say that about my appearance, and I think that's really great. Like, I think there's not a lot of, you know, like, the whole girl next door in the, in the porn industry. But um, I think what sets me apart as, like, an actual performer is I don't do anything that I'm not, like, genuinely sexually interested in. So it's never really been about the money. Like obviously that has to align because it is a business, but you could throw me a, you know, a very substantial amount, but if it's something I'm not comfortable with or if I don't feel sexy doing, I'm not going to do it. So I think for me, my biggest thing has always been like, you know, sexual empowerment when it comes to women and like, so anything that's like too crazy with like power exchange or like uh, degradation, I'm not really into that. So I've never really shot that, you know, crazy gonzo porn. Um, And I think, again, it goes down to being in control of your brand and, um, you know, what your comfort levels are and just not budging from that. So when a fan watches, you know, of Evil Lovia film, it's it's always going to have, like, the same feel and, like, genuine... genuine aspect because it's that's me like that's me having sex on camera it's not me like you know having to psych myself up for something i don't really want to do right for sure and of course that's going to translate you know uh, of course you know on screen and in course to the fans and but i but i think that there's something else about you that's fair to say that the trend sense because if you're looking for a definition in terms of unique of course obviously you have a very unique appearance and but like you said the the genuinity that you bring but here's what i kind of mean is that, okay, so we're not like an adult industry-based entertainment source. We're just, we're we're an entertainment source that also just happens to include, uh, you know, adult industry news from time to time when things come along. So when we got the press release, and I put it up on the board as kind of like we have kind of like this wish list thing, and then it becomes kind of confirmed. And then when we confirmed you, everybody in the studio lost their mind. Like, they all know who you are. (laughs) They're all so crazy excited. Uh, You know, it completely transcends. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, Honestly, I have no idea why why that that is the thing. I think it's it's maybe like that X factor that everyone talks about. Um, I think people can relate to me. I think that I'm not too done up and you know Eva's not very much different than like my real persona you right. know I mean I think a lot of girls have like a very sharp divide so you know like your stage name could be like this glamazon and completely over the top and then you're not that's kind of you're not showing your personality at all so for me it's like I'm the same person on and off camera so I think that helps a lot um I don't but know you- but I think it's also, you know, but you have a fearlessness to you that in terms of, you know, people are always going to respond to people that are kind of the innovators. You have a, a quote on, on your website, and I wanted to, to read it to our listeners here. It says, it says, as wonderful as all my years have been, there has definitely been a shift in tone in the industry, and I am not the biggest supporter of this shift. 
That being said, I am now ultra-selective as to who I shoot for in the way I'm being presented, meaning, of course, talking about your own website, which is fallinloveya.com. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. When you talk about a shift in tone in the industry, uh, define that for us. So what I'm starting to see and a lot of other women are starting to see is right now it's what's the craziest thing you can do on camera or how can we make a fool of this girl? It's, it's no longer about the woman, you know, receiving pleasure um, or giving pleasure. It's just kind of all comical and punchlines and how crazy can we make this ad shot so we can get so many clicks? And what I've started seeing more and more in set, and it's really unfortunate, um, especially because I'm a veteran. So I don't agree with it. People do treat the veterans different than they treat a new girl. So if someone's right. doing something to me, I can't imagine how they're treating a girl that's just coming in. So I would show up on set, and they would say, okay, like the pop shot is going to be here, or we're going to do – a position this way or you're going to deliver this line and it would be something that I wasn't comfortable with or maybe particularly didn't want to do that day for whatever reason and they kind of look at you like you don't have a say like which is oh. insane because you work for yourself you know what I mean like you're right, right. contractor it's your body it's something that's so intimate so like how dare some guy in an office a hundred miles away tell me that I don't have consent over a certain aspect of the scene um, and a lot of women, unfortunately, because porn is very corporate and it's also very monopolized. So it really is one company that kind of runs like 90% of the industry. So it, it, there is an issue if you do rock the boat a little bit too much, you risk maybe, you know, being put on the blacklist for a while and you don't get work. Um, so girls are really scared of that. And often they end up making compromises to ensure that they get paid. Um I am lucky enough, and I also busted my ass enough that I have, like, other streams of income, and I've built my brand so much that I don't need to rely solely on shooting for my money. Um, So I've been able to voice my opinion and not really care what happens. Um, Because I think it's really important, and I think a lot of these women need to understand, like, you are in control, and only what you allow is going to happen. So for me, I don't support that. I'm a huge advocate for, like, women's rights and women's sexuality, and that whole, like, empowerment. And I think that sex is supposed to be enjoyed by two people. And I think once you take the pleasure out from one of the partners, it's no longer something that really should be, you know, watched and rewarded and promoted. And I, I couldn't agree with you more because, I mean, as a as a consumer, uh, you know, for what I um, have enjoyed or whatever, whenever I'm watching or something, it's, it's whenever it gets into that, like you're saying, whenever it seems to be like abuse or or even if it's some sort of like, you know, under the, the, the guise of uh, of fantasy, anything that, that seems like that is just it's it's just for me, it's just not enjoyable, you know. And so you can imagine what it must be like for the actual performer. You mentioned, right. of course, right, see, so um, and, and again, and so again, uh, you were talking about being, of course, obviously you're all about, you know, female empowerment, uh, inequality and everything else, and which is fantastic, and, and you can consider myself an ally in that. Um, you uh, have been very outspoken. You're a, you've been a staunch supporter of the, uh, the Republican Party. Uh, you endorsed Donald Trump for, for president last year, and I was just wondering, in this really crazy political year, uh, has it been difficult for you at all to kind of reconcile, uh, you know, the, the, the female empowerment with some of the, the the political events that have happened this year? Well, so here's my, my 
general gist of everything. So, yes, I've been, like, outspoken as far as being Republican, and I did vote for Trump, um, which obviously that gives me a lot of shit. But there's, it's very complicated when it comes to, like, what party you belong to and who you, you know, technically support, even though I don't support a lot of his recent actions and a lot of his, you know, public transgressions. But for me, I'm a businesswoman, so I made a decision as far as, my vote as to what's going to affect me as, you know, and my business right. the most. So I had my reasons for voting for him in that regard. I'm a huge humanitarian, so I do take issue with, like, a lot of his political stances on that. Um, and I honestly think most industries, it's like an old boys club, and um, almost every industry is male-dominated. And unfortunately, you know, a result of that is sexual harassment, and there we all know that, you know, there's a pay gap between men and women. It's That's every industry. So, I mean, he was the one dumb enough to get caught on camera saying things he shouldn't be saying or doing things that he shouldn't be doing. But, I mean, it's, it's politics. So if you throw a stone, most men in that industry probably have had the same transgressions. <laughs> right. For sure. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just wondering again because again, I mean, I'm completely bipartisan and, and wouldn't ask you, of course, to defend your vote. Of course, I was just interested if if it's been challenging for you, uh, you know, this year because because uh, again, you've been you've been such a an inspiration, uh, to, you know, to so many people with how outspoken that you've been. And and again, like I said, and I think that that's why your popularity also, like I said, transcends the people that just might be casual consumers. You know, they mm-hmm. you know they might. They might be a casual consumer, but they know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't had to deal with too much aside from, like, you know, the typical trolls that you deal with regardless. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, everyone has, like, so many reasons as to who they support and who they cast to vote for. So it's, like, a very complicated, you know, multi-tier thing. So I'm not, you know, educated enough to really dive into politics, but from, like, a surface, it just made the most sense for my business. Um, so, I mean. And, and, so, and so, so that was that was the platform you, you, were, you were going from. So, uh, Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but bigger and better things have come your way. I also want to congratulate you. Uh, like, like I said, you're on fire right now, man. You just got uh, named uh, Penthouse Pet of the Month for the month of December. Yes, that was so exciting. Um, I've wanted to be a pet since I can remember. It's just like one of those like very coveted titles that goes way back. And I mean, with all of my accomplishments in adult, it's funny that like this one thing is something that I'm getting so much traction on, um, especially from like my friends and family. They're like, oh my God, I saw your magazine. Uh, and they're just <laughs> going wild over it. It's just, it's one of those like really cool nostalgia things. You know what I mean? Like it's a magazine, like, it's like a throwback and it's, something tangible for some reason it has like a lot more like seriousness and, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, well yeah, legitimacy, more. legitimacy might be the right word, right. That, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you always go back to the things that you first, you know, that you remember. And, and even if, um, you know, let's say, you know, your family and friends that support what you do, they may not know who digital playground is, but they know who they, of course they know what penthouse is. And so to them, that's right. the, that's the legitimate thing. And then, of course, you as well, maybe, of course, before you got into the industry, you were probably a fan of Penthouse and maybe you dreamed of, of being of being a pet, right? Right, yeah. It's just, it's a really cool title. It's like, 
it's someone that's kind of like validating you as like one of like the sexiest women that's that's in the industry. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. very have like a timeless timeless um, look about them, and I don't know. They just they have like a different. Their bar is set a lot higher than most uh, most other companies. Well, also, you know, it's funny too. It's like how we kind of consume things now. Uh, there's something about that that feels forever, doesn't it? It does, yeah. There's, it's just you can't really compete with print. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, and again, so 2008 XBiz Awards nominations, including Performer of the Year. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's that is massive. Um, to be nominated in, in both different awards, it means a lot because they're completely different reviewers and the way that they select. Um, who goes in what category is also completely different. So um, from what I'm told, like XBiz is very analytical with it. You know, they're they're looking at Google. They're looking at trends. Um, they also are personally reviewing everything, but theirs is a lot more nominal. And then AVN is a lot more personal. So to be nominated for both means that I kind of impress everyone on all fronts, which is like very, very humbling and rewarding. Uh, we had um, also on. We just had Ariana Marie on the show as well. And I was. Have you ever Have you ever worked with her before? We've been on the same sets together, um, but we've never done a scene together. I see. Okay. Is there? Would she be somebody you would consider to like, kind of like on your wish list? And 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 who else would you would you add to that as well? Yeah, I think she's like a total sweetheart, and everyone I've talked to has nothing but nice things to say about her. Um, so I'd love to work with her. Uh, back when Asa was still sh- like shooting, I would have loved to work with Asa just because like we both have like that Japanese thing going on, and I right, right. adored her. Um, and then probably like another throwback, and because another Asian as well would be Tara Patrick. <laughs> right, sure, of course. Uh, we loved having Ariana on, and uh, and again, so what? Uh, all the wonderful things that you've heard, I can confirm that they are true. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, you, um, you know, also some other bona fides that you've done. I wanted to talk about how we were you getting back. To what we were talking about earlier is that you wrote this great essay for ethicalporn.com. Um, can you talk a little bit about your motivations behind that, and and and, and a little bit about that, and how that came to be? Um, so I had a couple of girlfriends that went through, like, a pretty rough situation regarding, like, uh, sexual harassment on set. Um, in the beginning of my career, I have also, you know, been a victim of sexual harassment. And I think I'm at that point in my career where it's just kind of, like, my responsibility to, like, pass it on and, like, try to make things a little bit easier for the girls coming in. I think once you reach, like, a certain level of success, like, that's your duty, um, and like I said earlier, I'm fortunate enough to not really have to worry about like repercussions about what I say. So I do have a lot more freedom to voice my opinions and, you know, really speak out to what I think is important. And I think that a lot of girls are kind of being shushed and threatened and made very uncomfortable to speak their truth. So I wanted to kind of give an outline of the cur- the industry in its current state and how it can be made into more of a positive situation because there is a lot of good in porn and I think it can be a really cool industry to get involved in. Um, it can be very empowering and can, um, provide a lot of financial stability for a performer. But I also think that if you don't navigate it properly, you're going to have to deal with a lot of, you know, um, a lot of darkness. 
Sure, sure. People think that because, you know, we're having sex for money, that ethics don't really apply to the business, but it's a business just like any other. So um, I think people are eating ethically now, you know what I mean? Like we're applying ethics to things that we never did before, so why not apply it to porn? And that's and that's a great philosophy because, you know, just a few years ago, people would be considered, you know, the term ethical porn to be almost like an oxymoron or something, like two words that you don't normally, you know, see being put together. And and I commend you as well because it's 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 very rare, unfortunately, that when you see people that actually have the power or have the voice uh, that you have uh, to be able to use it and, and to use it in this way, you know, to use it for good, to – to actually, because like you said, you know, you have to navigate the minefields of any industry, but there's, there seems to be a bit of a roadmap, a little bit that's a little more clearer in other industries, where with this one, it seems to be a little murkier. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no, there's no guidebook, there's no 101, it's just, and again, girls are so young when they get in, so you have, like, the maturity issue as well, like, you just get thrown into this situation, and you can't really prepare for it, you know what I mean? And a lot of girls don't want to, you know, talk the dirty details. So then it's it's just weird. I think there's, like, all this competition between all of the females. Like no one really wants to help each other, but that's the issue. If, like, all of the performers would kind of, like, band together, like, there's no reason that we're not running an industry very similar to, like, mainstream Hollywood. Like, there's we would have royalties. Like, there would just be so many more benefits if we could kind of, like, all band together. For sure, you know, and it's kind of like like you know the music industry kind of kind of took, you know, took back the power. There's no reason why, um, you guys as performers, there's no reason why you couldn't do the same. Mhm. Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's funny too because, like you said, there's really no employee handbook, so it's good to see that those that and those are actually might be afraid to write that handbook because, like you said, because it's kind of got that rock the boat mentality, but. You were kind of, uh, you know, exempt from that, and that kind of goes back to what we started talking about earlier. Is that, you know, there, there's something about you that that would define your uniqueness, is because again, not only as an innovator and fearlessness, you have, you know, one of the most unique looks, but there's something about that that really kind of se- separates you from that, and I think that's another reason that contributes to not only your popularity but also your success, and that's that's all to your credit there. Um, I wanted to also talk about this just for a second. Was that uh, you? Uh, you said a while ago that porn could be a. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in porn. So let's talk about something positive there. Talk about what, what is probably your favorite aspect, besides the financial aspect of it, that you enjoy most about being an adult performer. I think that it allows you to have a lot of freedom as far as time goes, um, which opens up, like, endless possibilities for you to explore, like, different areas of passion. So in a normal in a normal career, a normal job, you know, you have your set hours, you get, you know, 10 vacation days a year, like, it's just very limited, and you kind of have to fully uh, immerse yourself in that job, whereas this, you know, you get to make your own schedule. Oftentimes, you know, you have half of the month to kind of do whatever you want, so you have a lot of free time to continue your education, um, follow different passions, start different projects. So it kind of makes you a lot more well-rounded than I think a lot of other industries if you properly utilize the time. So for me, um, I've taken like a lot of like mastery cooking classes. I have a couple of restaurants. I just started a nonprofit. 
And at my age, I think the reason I was able to do these things so quickly was because I had so much time to kind of explore these other areas of interest. Exactly, because I mean, how often is it when you're kind of on that nine to five grind? You have all, I mean, you have the dreams and maybe even the desire mm-hmm. and the drive. You just don't ever have the time. Right. Exactly. And so, and so, for you to be able to do something that you're passionate about at the same time that frees up the time for you to explore these other passions. So, is there anything along that line that you'd like to plug to our listeners? You said you mentioned. Uh, is there anything along the uh, anything you wanted to mention? A uh, current project that you'd like to kind of. Um, get out there at all? So the nonprofit that I just started, I mean, the website's, like, not even up. That's how new it is. Um, So I just got my filing back. But it's called Blue Puzzle Foundation. Um, And what it's going to do is offer grants, like educational grants, for families affected by autism so that their children can go to private specialized schools um, because oftentimes they have to go to public schools and they're integrated with you know, neurotypical children, and they just don't offer all of the services and therapies that these kids, like, desperately need. That is out. That is outstanding. That is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And don't you think so, too? You know, it's like uh, it's the people that are doing the most good in the world are the ones that are, you know, the, the, the freest from – or, or you know, you have to kind of like kind of shun any sort of of scrutiny and just kind of kind of do your own thing, right? Mhm. Yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, there's always going to be someone with like a negative opinion or telling you that you're doing something wrong, but you just kind of have to do what you think is best and ignore everyone else. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, I mean, you're doing like I said, so much, so much, so much good. Not only you know, uh, you know, you know. You having this great career, but again, you're using your voice to help other people. Then you're using your resources uh, to create so many things outside the industry as well that are helping people. Now you're working with, for autistic children and their families. Outstanding. Um, what was what was your experience prior? You mentioned when we started that you the reason why you reached out to Reality Kings was because it was a um, a company you had, you were already. Uh, had admired. So, were you a uh, were you like a porn consumer uh, before you got into the industry? I mean, like, talk a little bit about your introduction to it as a whole. So, I wouldn't say I was like a consumer traditionally. I didn't really watch like a ton of scenes. I more watched um, whatever would go on, like Cinemax. I really liked magazines. The one site I really always admired was We Live Together, which is why I went to Reality Kings because at the time I. You know, I had no connections to the industry, so I thought it was all real. And I was like, this is so cool. It's like a bunch of hot chicks living in this badass house. And they just, like, you know, have fun and have sex, and it looks like a great time. Like, sign me up. And then, obviously, I found out, like, it's like everything else where it's scripted. But it was still really cool. Um, Wait, it wasn't so, real? Mom, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> but so my mom, um, she did, like, a little bit of nude modeling when I was younger. And, like, sexuality was kind of, like, always like, a forefront for her, so I was exposed to it at, like, a younger age, so I've always had that, like, curiosity, Um, and then I grew up with, like, the Carmen Electras and Pamela Andersons, uh, you know, that were all over everything at the time, and I was like, I want to be, like, that lady. Um, I just found, like, something, like, very empowering about, like, a woman that, like, fully realizes, like, her sexual potential. And and so, and so... 
is that also kind of why? Because you kind of followed a little bit of a reality path because you entered the uh, the digital playground, the DP Star competition, which of course you ultimately won. Uh, <laughs> t- talk about that a little bit. Talk about about how how that came to be and how you became the participant and all that. Um, I was I just got out of contract actually with Reality Kings, so they contracted my first boy girl scenes. Okay. Um, and the reality thing was already underway. I had no idea it was happening. They got into my, like, they sent me a DM on Twitter, and they were like, hey, we have the last day of of auditions tomorrow at this time. Can you make it? And I was like, I land tomorrow, but, like, sure, I'll try to, like, rush there from LAX. So I actually went straight from LAX to the auditions. I ended up being, like, an hour late because of traffic. Um, all of these girls had all, like, all day to review a script and then, like, go in and do, like, the acting challenge. I had, like, 10 minutes, barely got any makeup on, and then I had to get thrown into acting, which I've never done. So, I mean, I memorized all the lines, but I kind of, like, just spit them out really fast. So there was, like, no tone change. I wasn't really acting, per se, but I memorized the script. So they were like, well, that's still kind of impressive. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. So, I mean, a lot of the other girls didn't even have the lines down, so, and they had all day. So, it's like, I guess that counts for something. And it's just like, well, you just need a little bit more um, improvement as far as, like, convincing us goes. I'm like, obviously, like, I've never act, acted before a day in my life. Um, it was really, really rough because, I mean, some of those girls you're friends with, and then you're c- competing for the same role, and right. you don't want to lose that friendship, but you also really want the contract. So, um, it was really, really difficult. I... I'm really glad I won overall. I think it did offer me like a lot of opportunities. Um, it was a huge growing experience. So, I mean, overall it was a good thing. Well, that's good to hear. I, I, whenever we were talking with Ariana, like I mentioned earlier, I, uh, one of the questions I'd asked her was that was, when did you first start noticing that you were getting um, like, like recognized and noticed? Like, when you first started shooting, of course, it's kind of a kind of a like a clandestine type kind of thing. But was it after uh, the you won DP star, or did it already kind of begin before that? It started a little bit before that, but I did notice like after I won, it like exponentially grew. It was I could, certain cities because it's weird how it works that way. Like um, like San Diego, for example, I had just won it and Danny Daniels was living there at the time. So I was like up there visiting her for the weekend and we couldn't go anywhere without people like trying to get pictures with me or like an autograph. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like brand new. I don't know how these people know me. Um, it was really weird. It was kind of like being a zoo animal. I didn't know <laughs> how I felt about it. Um, it's it's an odd thing. I mean, unless like you experience it, you can't really describe it. It's just so weird for someone to come up to you. They fully know who you are. Like they've been with you in their most intimate moments. Um, you have no idea who they are. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. Now, do you notice that like away from the industry uh, as well, like uh, maybe like in North Carolina and everything else, do you, are you getting noticed uh, a lot as well? Like in just in very non. Uh, industry events and cities? I mean, just as a regular person walking down the street, how often do you get noticed? It's, it totally depends on the region. So I live in, like, a super small town, so pretty much everyone already knows me as both people, and they're like, oh, you know, like, that's just what she does, so it's not, like, a thing. Like, if there's, like, a bachelor party or something, like, most of the time someone will recognize me. Right. Um, and then there's that, but, like, 
Atlanta is huge. Like, if I'm, like, at the airport or, like, Charlotte Airport, it's, like, almost every time. I, like, joke with my husband if I have to run to the airport with no makeup on. I'm, like, of course someone's going to, like, want to take a picture with me, and it always happens. So I need to <laughs> homeless when I'm in the airport, too, so it's just mortifying. <laughs> well, everybody in this studio knew. Uh, it was all revealed. Like the minute you went up on the board, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows who you are. So I was like, ah ha ha, we uh, we know who your favorites are. <laughs> no, no, I think that's cool though, and I think a lot of it is because I don't look like your quintessential porn star. So I think I'm I'm easier easier like to be brought up in a conversation and like. You know, a buddy goes, like, look at this girl, you know what I mean? Because it's not so over the top, so it's right. not so weird for them, I think. It's a theory. Well, well you know what? I, I, I think I can confirm that, too, though, because, you know, you kind of have the, the people that that aren't afraid to, to name check or, 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 or just, just out of their own knowledge of it. Like, I mean, there was... It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I kind of, I think I know who that is. No, it's like, it's a very, I mean, they're eager to let you know that they know who Eva Lovey is. <laughs> yeah. And so the website that you have started is actually kind of, uh, is a perfect segue to that because it's actually called fallinlovia.com. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then this is something that is completely run by you and, and talk a little bit about that for a second. So it's been a very like, long work in progress. Um, building a website as a performer is really difficult because often you have to like overcome a lot of hurdles of like people trying to take your content or steal your name or buy your right. domain. Um, so I've had a lot of those issues that I had to deal with in the past, and finally I got control over everything um, and then started fallinlivia.com uh, probably, I think, two years ago now. Um, so everything is shot by me. Most of it's edited by me. Um, I do all of the updates like manually. Like it's completely like has my fingerprint all over it. So the thing with that that was very important is that I can now start shooting content that I fully support. That obviously I'm okay with because it's my concept, um, and then my fans can still enjoy. So I don't have to worry about going to set and having an argument over a position or a script or so you know what I mean? It just already, right. it's all seamless. Because um, obviously people still want to see content. So for me, it's just easier to do it that way. Um, and then I still feel like I'm providing, like, better content than they can pretty much get anywhere else because it's so, like, real and raw. It's not over the top and overproduced. Via.com, and there's like different um, purchases on there for the raffle tickets. You can buy like a single one, or you can buy them in bulk. Um, and then I pick the winner January 3rd live on social media. There you. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. We were so excited to have you. Um, I hope you have a great holiday. I uh, hate to tell our listeners that we live together isn't actually real, and and so. <laughs> So, so maybe Santa Claus uh, still is. So I hope that I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Uh, and Thank again, you, you too. And we'll see you in. You definitely need to take a page out of her book. Just like, so like such a strong, like such a strong energy, and just her, like her standpoint on the adult industry and um, how she identifies herself is. Amazing. Um, and, 
yeah, and just the way that she, like you said, you know, just, you know, very much, you know, power to the people. I and mean, she's very much using yes, the platform. Absolutely. To, like to, you, yeah. Like, you are a human being. You can, like, you can say yes or no. You have a voice. Use it. And I, I love that that's what the message that she's trying to um, push across. And the perfect, you know, representative of of the industry and, and the direction that it needs to go in. So her, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, Eva Lobia. The website is called FallenLobia.com. It will be impossible for you not to fall in Lobia. Being near Eva, right? Up for Pergariana, mm-hmm. just like you. Because mm-hmm. uh, especially in this industry, it's very easy for people to automatically assume that women are being objectified and it's no, 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 no. We like, we, we have a say, we have a voice and right. we will use it whether you like it or not. And it's, and it's important, you know, for you and as well as them to, you know, to clarify that. And, and it's mm-hmm. something that we live in a world where that has to be clarified. It has to be very, very clear on no uncertain terms, yeah. but uh, you know, and it, and like you heard, uh, her say that it, it takes a bit of a brave voice. So I, I, I applaud her bravery, yours, Dariana, mm-hmm. just like you. Because mm-hmm. uh, especially in this industry, it's very easy for people to automatically assume that women are being objectified. And it's no, 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 no. We, like, we, we have a say, we have a voice, and right. we will use it whether you like it or not. <laughs> and, it, and it's important, you know, for you and as well as, them to you know to clarify that and, and it's mm-hmm. something that we live in a world where that has to be clarified it has to be very very clear on no uncertain terms yeah. but uh you know and, it, and like you heard uh her say that it, it takes a bit of a brave voice so I, I i applaud her bravery yours yes i can do it i'm tiny but i'm loud <laughs> <laughs> and and say before like you know where so once again remind everyone where they can find you on the interwebs and in any impending appearances coming your way I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm active on all of them. I will post my show dates um, and everything. You can find me at Little J Sinclair. And I have, I'll be performing in St. Louis, February 17th. All information uh, about that show will be in uh on all of my social media and upcoming shows and everything will be posted as they get booked. Fantastic. Uh, Once again, everybody, Little J. Sinclair, burlesque, fire, fun, goth, industrial, (laughs) deadliest woman in show business. (laughs) The deadliest woman in show business. 